Hey, what's going on, guys? Phil here. Welcome back to another podcast, this time sitting down with Bear Claw. This is actually going to be a new series of podcasts I do with Cauldron members to sort of talk about MechWar Online and the balance changes that are being brought to you guys on patches and also just sort of future talk too, because some of these topics that we're going to talk about in this podcast are pretty game changing, if you will. And I feel like you needed to know that this was actually happening and or at least being talked about behind the scenes because I just found out last week and uh, sort of took my breath away because it's that big of a deal. Also, just to sort of break the ice between the community and the cauldron because I sometimes feel like there is a breakdown in communication there. And if anything, the cauldron is the community and part of the community and is there to help work for the community. So I feel like this is much needed and long time due. So anyways, I will be doing this at least once a month, possibly even after patches, so we can talk about what the next month is going to bring and what's going on. And of course, ask the why. Why did those changes happen? And uh, to at least get that information to you. You may not agree with the stuff that's happening, but at least you know what their thoughts are. So that being said, I'd like to also give a quick and huge shout out to my patron podcast sponsors. Shout out to Chad, Downtime, and Mick Jiggles. Thank you again, guys, for all the support you guys give over on Patreon. I do appreciate it. And speaking of, if you guys want to help support this podcast or what I do, consider becoming a patron. I'll have a links down below. I'll also have links for the Cauldrons Public Discord server that you should join, especially after hearing this discussion. Be a part of the discussion, and let's get this moving forward. So without further ado, let's go dive in here. And again, my guest, Bearclaw. Do you like large desk mats? No guts, no galaxy.net. All right. Uh, first off, uh, for those that don't know, this is uh, uh, Bear Claw. By the way, I've never asked you, where did that, um, where did your moniker, alias, pseudonym, whatever we're calling it, um, where'd that come from? Oh, man, that's that's a long story. You remember when I first showed up, it was like, it was like some goofy name. I forget. It was like, it started as. Oh, is it like a troll name or something like a like a <laughs> i don't even remember i think i just picked a random one that like twitch gave me and then after a while i was like you know this isn't gonna work but i was like okay if it's already food related so why don't we jump on something else food related so you know i grabbed like the first two syllables you know word that was food and i was like oh okay it sticks gotcha. The underscore and the letters the numbers came later but yeah it's like understood all right so for those that don't know bear claw has been uh at the head or one of the head guys over at uh um the cauldron and i think this was like overdue so like what is this podcast going to be about um i'll sort of elaborate and just keep it simple here i feel like there's a communication gap between the changes that are happening in the game um be at the cauldron and the community at large and sometimes when there isn't communication that creates a void and if that void isn't filled it gets filled with uh you know whatever and i've seen a lot of sort of anti sort of like cauldron and comp i've seen that sort of edge back in the conversation and i don't think that's healthy and a lot of the times i would say majority of the time a lot of it doesn't really have any truth to it and so I reached out to you. I feel we, I probably should have done this a long time ago. Um, I'm going to have you obviously today, um, possibly even like Krasno, Pesky in the future. Matt and Darren may also be involved sometimes. But in particular, one thing that I think is really important is the Cauldron works for the community. 
And so they're the voice and sort of the the push of the community. So that's where this podcast and what it is and the direction for if you're wondering. Um, and I feel like it's it's sort of overdue. So um, that all being said, uh, how do you feel about some of the communication, uh, you, you know, with the community? Is that one thing that you've already had to sort of deal with and stuff like that. So let's go just like get that out in the air. Like, do you feel like that could be improved? Are you guys happy? Like, do you, uh, obviously you guys got a discord too and shout out to magic Pangla for giving me the public, uh, cauldron discord, which you can get on there and, and everybody can talk and discuss as well. But, uh, let's just sort of talk about that in particular. How do you feel about communication from cauldron PGI, the community, so forth? Oh man, it's a it's a bit of a long story because you know it's like, do you want to just harness the power of the brown sea? It's kind of it's kind of scary doing that because there's a lot of stuff. There's very divisive people on the forums on the website, so it's like, okay, well, what about streamers, you know, and their communities? But it's kind of, I guess, what ended up happening is it started like our our feedback Discord for the public or the community at large sort of started as a as a channel on the comp discord of MWO and then you know all the stuff from there started leaking into the other channels of that discord and i think i think Krasno runs that discord and he kind of told me it's like hey all this stuff is spilling over like it's it's time to make our own discord so you know we we had a discussion we sat down and we we basically just sat there and you know found some moderators and that's that, that was kind of the birth of the feedback discord and as you saw it's it's kind of full of basically everything we're talking about well most of the public topics that we're talking about in the cauldron now they're there and the community can kind of interact with it but yeah the the first few months of that it was very shaky because you know trolls would come in start saying random stuff you know you have to ban them have to deal with a few people that just kept causing issues and eventually you know things sort of petered out and more and more people started showing up and more and more communication started coming out and now we're we're sort of at the stage where you know we have Tios in there they're they're our newest uh, PGI employee he's he's in there now you know talking on the regular to people which is cool but yeah it's uh it's come a long way but i mean my my personal feelings about it is it's it's always scary trying to, you know, sort of bridge the gap between the community and and say a group like the Cauldron because you know you know how divisive this community can get when you know they don't get their way or they don't know what's going on and yeah it's it's been shaky but I think I think it's worked out for the most part I don't know 750 members on a Discord it sounds like it worked yeah <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, and sort of where all this came in is uh, one of the topics that we're going to be talking about. Um, but let's just say a balance X decision and, you know, dropping and streaming, you know, someone said, you know, like, I feel like the decisions are just being made for like competitive players. And, you know, it sort of shook me because I was like, well, can you elaborate? Because I don't really see it that way, because if you guys make a change to a weapon, um, and in this case, this had to do with like, you know, hags. Okay. Do you want a pinpoint sort of long range weapon or do you, you know, like, and I was like, well, uh, regardless if let's just say, um, a comp uses it or not, or it's effective. I was like, 
you have just as much ability to use the weapon in that that way too um and so it sort of struck me the more and more we dove into the conversation on stream it wasn't necessarily that um they felt like comp was getting their way and I, and and i've seen this throughout the years i mean me and you've talked about like probably numerous times of like i just i don't buy look i don't buy into the whole like oh well the cauldron's just making the game for comp players I think that's a scapegoat term used, um, and uh, it's a it's a way to sort of deflect, um, you know, like oh things aren't how I wanted them, so ergo they're the problem. They're making yeah. the game like worse. Or Blame whatever. the other guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, regardless, um, that's sort of why I felt like this conversation not to like point fingers at whoever or whomever, but it's the fact of like I just I don't see it that way because like the majority of competitive players I, I talk to, like they want, they want as many weapons as possible to be able to use. And they want as many mechs to be able to use. Um, I think the issue really when we dove into it was, um, you know, you run into sometimes comp groups and they're good and you run into four of them and they're set up in a particular, um, you know, maybe range bracket, long range, and then you get a map that's also long range, and it's just it can it can go yeah, downhill from there. Yeah, it's like a how do I? But say? that's not that's not the comp player's fault, and that's so that's like matchmaker. That's the map design. I would say actually those are probably the two biggest things. Um, so, anyways, I I just wanted to sort of uh, uh again break break the wall down. I just don't think that's fair and. Um, how I've always sort of viewed the uh, comp scene um, throughout my years, I wish this would have been done earlier, but I look at a really, really uh, good group of people as a way to show you how your game can be broken. And then you have to ask, do you are you happy with that end result? What does that mean? If I tell you, hey, um, here's Crimson Straight, Team A, Team B, go forth and hey why does team b keep winning like dom well okay well they get control of the island uh they have long sight lines to be able to cover pass and also the city part and underpass and so the other side doesn't really have that ability okay it takes your top level players being able to point that out that's how i've always viewed sort of comp players to give feedback not necessarily like, uh, hey, I want this mech or this weapon should do X, Y, or Z damage. But it's like, why does that weapon keep like, you know, why aren't we seeing, uh, you know, UAX or why aren't we seeing uh, SRMs or why aren't we seeing X-Pulse and asking those questions. And then you get that feedback and you're like, oh, it's because those other weapons are a little bit too strong. Okay, are they too strong in the burst? Or are they too strong in the DPS or the alpha? And then as a designer, you could make adjustments and go from there. Same thing with like maps or whatever. That's how I feel like uh, the communication between devs and comp players should have been years ago. And I think that would have probably helped things or whatever. Um, but in the forms of the cauldron was formed for the community, you guys to be able to do the balance decisions for the game. And I've said this time and time again, I think the game's in a really good spot as far as balance. It goes through its slight shifts as far as like, yeah, there's you, you, know, you know fluctuation yeah it's never perfect but yeah it's like yeah. we we try our best to not you know burn the damn thing to the ground <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean speak. we don't have just you know heavy peeps dominating you don't have just erp 
peeps dominating or goss or whatever um and then of course when like new weapons are introduced i think sometimes it gets a little bit overblown because everybody's testing them out so of course you're going to see everything and everyone's going to be running them um but uh one of the topics uh you know that i wanted to touch base was and this is sort of what stemmed all this was someone asked me hey i've heard a rumor that they may be changing clan double heat sinks and i said no i don't know anything about that what about it and one of the uh, it was it was basically to the effect of hey they're thinking about reducing the capacity uh which is the ability as you add heat sinks past the engine cap so of course that's 10 unless it has more in the engine and they're locked in, in omnis um once that's past 10 that it adds capacity and it allows huge alphas to be able to help happen so i was like oh that's interesting because that's not a new topic we know oh, it's old yeah it's, it's really old. old um it's been proposed f- 7 16 17 maybe as probably even further back then um because i mean clans were what 14 uh 15 something like that so okay so what's going on where is this conversation is there truth to it uh which i you know like i know we talked about this on stream but um that's why i wanted to cover it up so um what's going on why are you guys talking about um reducing clan alpha capability and why now and and what i think the the biggest thing that's changed is there's finally someone at pgi that's sort of been in the trenches with us so you know that's teos basically and he comes along and you know he's he's combing through all the stuff in the in the cauldron discord and all the old conversations and he's like hey what's up with the clan double heat sinks and you know one day he's like hey here's a number we can change this what what do you guys think and you know most of the time if it's not a big change no one you know panics but this is pretty big so he was his his initial proposal was to drop the uh the clan capacity to zero which is like it's really big I think right now it's that means every heatsink past the internal wouldn't be adding any. Yeah. Correct? So and so, like I think the conversation went. You know, someone said it was too much, and you know, Navid proposed a slightly less aggressive buff or a less aggressive change. I guess I should say. And I, I think the the main thing was that it was well, it, it was initially planned for October by by Tios. He was like, hey, let's just push this in and see what happens kind of deal. And everyone was like, oh my god, what? It's the middle of, you know, the WC. This is sort of like when Chris and Paul dropped the uh, skill tree on MRBC during that, I think it was season 9 of MRBC, and I I kind of paralleled that to it, and uh, you know, there were a lot of people that were really unhappy with this idea, so I mean, it's still gonna happen, but we delayed it until December so you know in order to in order to uh how do i say in order to just kind of keep the conversation going and see where it goes and you know usually comp is over before the december patch so it's it's a much safer spot to do that and also i had i think there was a conversation earlier about cool shots and i was i was thinking it's like hey what if what if we did cool shots in november what if we change those first and then we go back to the discussion about, you know, the clan double heat sinks. So maybe we don't have to just nuke the thing from orbit to get, yeah. you know, our desired result. Because again, you know, cool shots are sort of the 
the fire be behind you know these high alpha builds and you know their frequency of use is like okay you can pop out of cover dump a load of alpha it's like get to 80 percent pump your cool shot hide for a second and come back and do it again and that's i i feel like there's more to it than just the clan double heatsink and uh yeah. that's that's currently where we're at with it is we're sort of like okay it's it's on the horizon but there are other systems that are involved that we could also look at in terms of you know say pumping the brakes on all this uh high alpha stuff that's been happening it's it's usually a case of a you know, hardpoint inflation, all the mechs and, you know, the legendary builds, all the stuff that's been coming out recently, it's it's got a ton of hardpoints on it. And, you know, there's really nothing stopping these people from, you know, spamming cool shots, spamming clan double heat sinks, this, that, and the other. And it's like, yeah, this is it's getting pretty spicy out there. It's like you can't take a medium mech without getting instantly halved or so. And it's that's sort of where we're at right now. Okay, so there's a few things to dissect there. Um... So you guys were considering pushing this. We're holding off. I know there's a vote on the the Discord. You guys mm -hmm. have. There's a vote. You can vote. Um, when you say uh, get rid of capacity for the double heat sinks, we'll come back to the cool shots uh, and mm -hmm. stuff because I feel like that's a that's a important discussion. I feel like it's really important. For people to understand what you're talking about is basically a uh, game design system which is basically saying that you being able to add a heatsink whether it's clan or is gives you an additional dissipation rate to your mech increase and a uh basically a capacity which is basically like a, you know a cup it, it makes your cup bigger to where you can fire and it's it takes longer to fill up basically as far as that cup the issue then is alphas and this isn't a new issue though let's be fair i mean alphas used to be back in the day a 35 pinpoint alpha back in is days before clans were introduced was or it was 30 or 35 for pinpoint and i think around 40 45 for like others and that was like ac20s and srms or whatever mm -hmm. right like back in the day um but once clans came along, uh, things ramped up dr drastically and, and stuff. So you you guys feel that alphas are too strong. And just to clarify, you're also a comp player and you have comp players and comp players are saying, hey, just FYI, like this is getting out of hand. I The timing sort of isn't lost upon me. I mean, hags come out and you basically have builds that can do like 130 plus yeah. sustainable like alphas. Um, so... Um, did did this discussion seriously start before hags or this is just like hey like we have to make a change because like future legendaries or whatever are things are just going to get even weirder it, like i think it it started way before that i mean even prior to the whole legends thing showing up it's just that you know even back then alphas were getting to this point where it's like okay you're seeing, you know, triple heavy large lasers, six ER mediums, or, you know, some some combination of two large pulse, six ER mediums, plus a heavy large laser. And it's like, what what is all this? You know, like the vomit started to get to a really serious point. And then, you know, the legends come out. Everybody's freaking out about, oh my God, the clan legends, they're going to be crazy because they're all, you know, battle mechs. And, you know, there's all these new hard points and stuff. And then, you know, 
icing on the cake was the new weapons, but this conversation had had been ongoing, but I don't think anyone really took it seriously until, you know, they started to see the inflation of hard points go up. And then it was like, oh, hey, this is, uh, <laughs> this is getting interesting. Gotcha. So it, this is player behavior then is like, hey, we don't want that ability to just alpha large alphas. You're okay with like alphas, but it shouldn't be, uh, you want to curb basically the damage output that's sustainable alphas like and so i've heard numbers tossed around like 70 and but then it depends on the weapon systems again because like again, right, if right. You're, you know like, like brawling and yeah you know. like um are you going to have to increase dissipation of clan heat sinks to compensate or or is that still that number's just as fine because i'm looking at it as like okay the dissipation's here Plus the combo of the capacity, it allows for some 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 pretty big stuff to happen because as you're firing, you're also still dissipating in your capacity, and that's it's it's all this weird sort of things going on behind the scenes. And I'm just thinking, like, if you get rid of the capacity drastically, uh, do you have to compensate? Because in my head, I'm just thinking player behavior. Like, what does this do to alphas? Like, does it just basically say, hey, I'm just gonna drop it down to you know, 70 laser vomit alpha every single time, which is about what my Timby is already. Let's be mm -hmm. honest with two large pulse and six ER mediums is around there. Um, still like a decent amount of damage. Yeah. So that would basically mean is like, I'd be really top. I mean, I'm, I would be going from like a 50 some odd percent. Now I'm going to be up to like 90 something percent on an alpha. But then, you know, that dissipation rate would be the same as it was before, but my capacity, it, it's, it's just one of those things where I'm, I'm interested to, that's going to open the door to counterplay quite a bit. Yeah. That's, bit of a that's what I'm interested in. And with like the scale shot, which is already stupid and we'll get into oh that God. mech. Yeah. But that in my head, in my head is like, okay, so you guys are fixing a big issue, which I think is a valid concern. But I also, I guess I'm just looking at from like, what's behind that? Because like, as soon as you guys change a, you know, pop tart goes away something fills the void you know the you know you you curb laser vomit then something fills void so i'm just curious to know like if you're not going to increase dissipation um what is that going to do to like in my head you would have to do a weapon rebalance as well as clans right mm, yeah but usually well a new trend that's been happening in the cauldron is we're usually like looking at one particular variable you know, we'll adjust something and then watch what happens. You know, we've started to learn that, you know, tweaking a couple of knobs at the same time is not a great idea. Sure. Because sometimes it, it just, it reverses the effect of what you're trying sure. to get at. So, you know, I think, I think our buddy's the water. So you can't see clearly, like, was yeah. it that variable or was it this variable? How many variables did we touch? You know, yeah. what, what exactly happened? And then this leads to just a very, very infuriating discussion about, okay, Let's reverse this change, adjust that one, change this one. And it's like, no, we, we changed one thing and we're observing exactly what's happening with this one particular change. So I think our, our initial change is going to be for capacity, at least if I'm not mistaken. I may be mistaken in a couple months, but our, our initial view is capacity because capacity is sort of like, you know how you said dissipation sort of, it's the speed at which it reduces heat, right? It dissipates the heat, but capacity is sort of that you know, say for example, three ER PPCs, you can get to 96% heat on an alpha. And then say 
the dissipation changes happens and now that that percentage changes and now it's either just at 100 or just over yeah because you've been yeah yeah i see what you mean because that's that's the capacity but the dissipation remains the same and now we can what if we when we change the capacity now we can see okay is is this enough right do we have to change anything else afterwards and that's sort of gives a clear picture does this equal across the board though in all clan mechs? Because like I feel like really what we're talking about is mechs that can like carry a, a metric ton uh, of heat sinks. Because like mm-hmm. I'm looking at like I don't know the Cougar or uh, you know Incubus or Mislink or like the smaller even some of the mediums where it's like you're not you're you're not putting twenty you know twenty two twenty six heat sinks like you can right. on like the Supernova or you know, the Mark II or stuff like that. I mean, so I'm just curious, um, do you feel like that nerf, I mean, I can see some mechs benefiting, like the Incubus maybe, like there's a few I think would still do quite well. I think um, the the initial concern is like, okay, it's it's the clan double heatsink, right? It's not just, you know, clan double heatsinks for lasers, it's clan double heatsinks across the board. And now that's that's a really big consideration and you know that's that's sort of what shut down the conversation you know the first few times it came up it's like hey it's not just changing for you know laser vomit everything's being affected and you know now now that's like come full circle and now we're seeing is it's like hey you know alpha strikes are getting even larger now and it's like this is it's like the perfect time to just you know curve that off you know curve the extremes that are happening now it's interesting because, like, you know, someone could be saying, well, what's the advantage then of running clan versus IS, especially with IS, so many mechs having giga quirks, if you will. I mean, look at the awesome AQ, uh, you know, or I'm just, it'll be interesting seeing, I'm, I'm, again, I'm not opposed to this. I think it's an interesting concept and it'll be interesting testing. And obviously this has to be live because there's not going to be a PTS. Oh, yeah. We are the PTS, <laughs> right? Yes, um, we are the PTS. Uh, it'll be interesting. Do you... Do you feel that there may be a shakeup for a month of, like, I mean, what are your proje- like? What are your thoughts? Like your like projections? Like, are you guys thinking like, yeah, this is because if you're running some of those builds, are you gonna break up your fire as an assault on that direwolf? Like, instead of you know, uh, dual hag thirty, dual heavy large laser and six ER mediums, you can alpha and get to like it's like in the 80 or something percentage from a player behavior standpoint do i just take that second to fire the left then fire the right you know like how i don't know man i feel like that's just gonna it's it's, gonna change some some builds I, i think i can only speak for myself at this point in the cauldron because like there are so many different views on this you know navid thinks wildly different than i do so i mean for me it's like as long as we can sort of break up that idea of just here let me unload 100 damage on you and then you're dead that's like i find that really dumb you know when i when i pop out of cover and then i get shot at by one person and now i'm i'm basically dead (laughs) yeah i've also done that in the past to other people you know this this poor kit box comes out of cover i've got six er mediums two heavy large and i just i just look at him and he explodes and it's like that guy was in the match for a minute and 30 seconds and now he's back in the mech lab. Like yeah. that's that's kind of vicious, honestly. But I think my predictions is 
you know, maybe it won't stop people from bringing those weapons, but it might, you know, cause some, some slowdown with what they're doing. And, you know, maybe that doesn't solve the issue entirely, but maybe they think twice about, you know, firing all their guns or, you know, firing that amount of weapons. It, yeah. it might help in terms of, you know, not dying as fast, but I think... Gosh, I'm so fixated on the cool shots, but I I feel like uh, yeah, we, that on top is is sort yeah. of the icing on the cake. Well, for me. so let me let me. Uh, there's two things there. One, we're talking about clan double heat sinks. Right. Are there any changes going to happen to Intersphere side of things? Because like, there are a few setups that can do some pretty substantial damage. You know, oh, like yeah, again, you know, so I think it'll bring some. I mean, even the the stalker four n being able to fire four, uh, you know, uh, binaries like. It's still like a 76 alpha, and that's around what the Timby is right now, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, do you feel that the... I mean, I guess you'd have to look at the numbers of, like... I was I was talking about this on stream. Like, even if you took a Timberwolf and you swapped just Intersphere heat sinks on one, the Clan one's still better just because you can't even do that... You know, just sheer amount. Yeah, the th sheer amount, but just the, the three crit slots. That's another thing, too, I think... Like you could have the exact same dissipation and capacity, but the clan one being two crit slots is is huge. Because I mean, how many crit slots is that when you have six extras? I mean, you know, like that's that's a substantial amount of extra crit slots you don't have to invest for clan. So like, um, that is what the difficult thing between having two like tech bases and it's yeah, like yeah, I've always found that difficult. It's like we have we have two different kinds of heat sinks. Like it'd be nice if we just had a heat sink. You know, and it was just uniform in terms of, okay, I have 20 heat sinks or I have 30. You know, yeah. there's like, God, th that was what MechWarrior 4 4, four did a good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could, yeah I was everything, about to say. everything across the board was just uniform. The armors, the, the structures, the engines, the, the heat sinks. Dude, it was. Was great it's great when you have a nice even foundation <laughs> yeah yeah i and and i know like some people are like there's supposed to be a difference it's like no i mean yeah but also it's supposed to be the warriors and you know anyways it's like um, malore you know it just yeah. it just gets in the way and okay that's i know so, i know this is off topic but like uh whenever i bring up is omnis you know the first thing someone says but you know the engines are locked they're all xl locked engines what's the big deal and i'm just like come on really <laughs> We'll see. In, on this. in in lore, IS Omnis don't die to a side torso blowout. That that's just a game rule. That's a that's literally just a game rule. Right. You know, like that's a so you can change that behavior. And if you lived in the Battletech universe, it, XLs are the upgrade to get. Same thing with like Pharaoh and Endo. There's no crit slots in Battletech. There it, that's in the in the universe. That that's right. a game mechanic. Uh, to balance a, a two tech bases. It's like, no, that's not how that works. All right, cool shots. Um, I'm glad you guys brought this up because I remember having a podcast years ago when cool shots were introduced. And to go down a little bit of memory lane, for those that don't know, cool shots back in the day were a pay to win. Um, you had you had different types. Uh, there was like 15, 30, and was it 90? Or six, there there was multiple different ones. It's been so long since they had this, and it got a lot of blowback, so they changed it. But I remember having a podcast with, and Brian Ekman was there, and I was like, "Why did you That's introduce those 
when you guys have a game that finally heat seems to be like before double heat sinks and then before the clans the game was a lot different and you did have to like mind your heat i remember the difference between the jenners the 7k or the 6k do you want six medium lasers or do you want four and an srm4 one can alpha but if you get pressed then you're hosed yeah. one is more dps sort of you know like and so it's just one of those things where when they introduce cool shots uh first off it's like space magic because um they didn't introduce a negative it's not like you use it and then you have less dissipation rate because you're flushing cooling out of your mech ergo your reservoir is going down and once right. you run out of cooling in a car engine do you know what happens it's bad juju um I've thought cool shot was probably and if not one of the biggest power creeps to the game that got introduced outside of just clans because it affects both of course um you can remove them right you can uh change them so they do less uh you know like less dissipation less dissipation mm -hmm. over time as well um you can make them so that when you use them maybe there's just as equal like a negative thing as well a lot of people don't like negatives like a trade-off because usually the trade-offs aren't worth the what you get right um but how do you guys feel about them i do think they've fundamentally changed the game uh you know a lot and so what are you guys looking you said november uh what do you what do you guys what are you guys thinking of doing with cool shots i think i think to go even further from where you went i think you did a podcast with paul and he also what did he bring in he brought in the global cooldown for cool shots as well i think that was a few years after that one i don't i don't even remember yeah, it's 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 a long time yo so, it's to so you can't just boom 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 you yeah you can't just time. spam them yeah, right? yeah 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 it was because like living legends had a good system which was when you used all of your coolant your dissipation went like it went to crap so but so it was strategic it was like oh man i really need to do this you know and i That's think an emergency right i think four was like that as well i can't I, it's been so long since i played four i, I don't four i know they had to, i know they had it they had yeah, it they had coolant yeah and i think mech tech or i don't know if it was in this the vanilla game or when mech tech got a hold of it but they also added coolant pods pods yeah where you could you know it was like four tons for extra coolant yeah but i i kind of like that idea because you know it it cost something. It sure. wasn't just, oh, here, let me slap this on my mech. You know, it yeah. cost me two points in the skill tree. Like, what? We went from this to, oh, it was yeah. four tons. It took two two spots in one of the pockets, and now I had to take less weapons. And, you know, I had to sacrifice tonnage. Now it's just it's free. It's like candy, you know? I've never, I've never asked, everywhere. but I'm, I would I'd probably I'd put a good wager on that. When that was coming out, I, I have a feeling IGP was... This was the world of tanks sort of left over like pay to win uh, gold ammo at the time. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, the time frame this was coming out and uh, monetize everything. Right. And even mm. if it adds power creep, like, Hey, you know um, I mean, and there's still an option to use MC for it, which is again, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of things. weird. It's like a legacy thing. You just, yeah, there's a lot of legacies. Get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, Sorry Obviously, outside of pods, which I think it would be a cool piece of equipment, but again, what that, you know, it's like mm -hmm. the trade-off is tonnage and crit space. Um, this is uh, built in. So what are you guys looking Are you guys looking at nerfing the 
amounts, uh, you know, the amount it dissipates, how long it dissipates? I think our our initial, you know, thing, well, Tio's brought it up. The, the initial idea was to spread out the amount of heat cooling, you know, over time, basically. So, like, if you pump the cool shot now, I, I don't remember, it's like some duration, right? And we're thinking of extending the duration, but keeping the same amount of heat. So you would you would cool down slower, but it's still the same amount of heat. Just you know, you reach that that same amount at a different time. So you know, instead of like coming out of cover, maybe a second after you've popped the cool shot, it it might take a couple of seconds to to cool down and then come out and shoot somebody. But yeah, our our initial idea was to just lengthen the time it took to get that amount of cooling. Gotcha makes sense spread it out so instead of like it being a three second duration where it's pretty quick you're just you know stuff it it, it might take longer yeah, yeah yeah gotcha i mean yeah i mean it's needed and I, I i think you're right it's in conjunction with the high alpha builds just being able, and i mean you know we're all guilty of it i think i went like a full two years before i actually used them like i was on my own little like Mm-hmm. hill to die on i was like there's you know like um but you know when all the kids are doing it i guess but um okay so that's that's pretty big news and then of, of course of december you're looking at um that um okay uh let me ask you a question this is a side note i i know we, i think the outside of cool shots i think the biggest introduction of a mechanic that has fundamentally changed the game two i guess two things ecm and radar deprivation and radar deprivation i feel like has fundamentally changed the game like yeah it's it's a spicy thing because i I think when i first started playing this game i had no idea about modules i was like oh why am i getting learned i'm in cover and it's like oh shit (laughs) There's this thing called radar depth and target decay. You know, back when we had modules, I was like, holy shit. That's why they have locks on me for so long. And, you know, my, my little peanut brain back then, I was I was always thinking it was just MechWarrior 4, where, you know, you customize your mech and you go and play with it. And it's like, no, there's there's modules, there's all this other stuff going on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For me, it just seems like radar depth is one of those things that it, it could have been could have been more particular with what mechs they gave it to because you know now just everyone has access to it and even worse all the ecm mechs have radar dip plus the ecm and now it's like damn now we really can't get a lock on them not only are they standing out in the open i can't even you know lock onto them it's like wow that's kind of broken if you ask me i i really don't like the concept of you know ecm plus radar dip like it'd be nice to to sort of separate those two, but it's I don't know if it's possible because you know there are Omnimex that you can just switch pods, and now there's there's ECM on something with radar dip, and I I'm not quite sure how that's gonna play out. If for example we said, okay, if you have ECM, you can't bring radar dip, right? Yeah, I I think for me it fundamentally changed how the game was played. And then it also has a side effect of it negatively affects any lock on ability. Now I understand this is a hot topic because LRM indirect fire, um, but it's 
killed streaks, it's killed LRMs, and because indirect and direct fire are tied together uh, on the back end, and that can't be fixed unless there's engineers, which right now there isn't. Um, so to me, it's one of those things where I just, I remember the game before radar deprivation, um, and, but ever since you always, I mean, you just always take it. I mean, it's, it's just that powerful. And, and then ECM, um, I just feel like those, it'd be interesting seeing movement on that and discuss, I know you guys have discussed a lot on the cauldron, but like, that would be an interesting, how do you unravel that? Now, how do you do it? Obviously you could remove it from the skill tree, radar deprivation. And then, um, I've said, I said this a few days ago, like it was interesting. Paul was saying role warfare. And when he came out with the new skill tree, he pretty much allowed anybody to take anything, which sort of got rid of the whole idea of specialization. Yeah, that kind of ruined it because now everyone's got radar dip. It's and and two strikes and two cool shots. Like it's like, um, it, it was multiple steps back. Not to mention user interface, but I just feel like how I look at it is I would rather radar depth. If 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 I had to say it, I would say I'd remove it from the skill tree, and then put it on a um, put it on a uh, uh, quirk basis. That's what I would do. I I'd use it as a specialization. I mean, think of mechs that really could use a little bit of love and that's one of the the gtfo factors ecm um i feel that we had a pts that never really got to see the light of day because of another mechanic that was introduced but there was a pts so it means there was code written and the mechanic was if you were standing in front of me like you are now and after three four seconds you would become lockable um and that would sort of you know i mean it would it would help that uh i mean obviously ecm itself uh you could make uh you could nerf the the skill and then buff right. the you equipment. can change the nose yeah yeah you can change the nose or whatever i just feel like the fundamental like um you know you're standing in the open i can't do anything also the having multiple layers uh, like if if i have bap and i'm shooting streaks at you and you and you know i'm countering your ecm and then your buddy with the ecm comes up I'm, I'm hosed and I feel like that is a mechanic. I, I don't know if that can be altered as well, but that's another big like negative. Like, um, yeah, yeah. That's one thing that always bugged me about it was like, you know, if you have two ECM, you can cancel a beagle active probe and it's like, dude, what? you just shut down a mech for free just by standing next to it. It's like, you didn't bring flamers. You didn't, you know, remove anything from the mech. You're just standing next to it. And yeah, I always, always felt like there's, I guess the entire bubble system in general was just really weird because again, it's like if somebody's a missile boat or a streak boat or something, now they just can't play the game. Stunlocked, which is funny because yeah. Paul and them never wanted stunlocked with like flamers or knockdown. But then, you know, it's like this mechanic. I mean, literally there's nothing you can do. You can't even fire your weapons, you know? And <clears throat> I just feel like that's, that's something. I mean, and again, then you com combine ECM <clears throat> and jump jets and you know radar deprivation and you've got to lock on someone because you're canceling them or you're tagging them they hop behind cover just for i mean like they could pass a tree yeah boom you lose your lock now you got to reacquire the lock which oh they've got a friend who's got them under ecm too so that takes longer and it's just i i just feel like it's there's nothing stopping me from putting you know goss to your forehead and any other there's no what like there's no other 
direct fire does not suffer from any anything like that and i feel like you know lock on weapons do and i just feel like it's like a, a and again i give that you have to have consideration for any change you do to radar deprivation you also have to look at target decay nodes uh because yeah, again that's a big thing lrm boats and th that effect and that trickle down effect you know um you what know. if we've removed ecm nodes and like radar depth and then left target decay now all of a sudden you've got another lrm apocalypse right because now you there's no there's no way to break the lock unless like you're in cover and they just never see you so, and sometimes cover so spicy i've i've i got rained on it was like a two three weeks ago and i was behind cover and those lrms were still coming in and i was i was like there's literally nothing i can do like yeah, I, the, the firing arc is pretty aggressive i think yeah and i'm like man like you know i mean okay i guess that's you know all fair but yeah it's like uh, i have no option here but okay so um uh let's talk about um some new weapons obviously uh hags come in and you know uh binary laser cannons and x-pulse lasers um my initial impressions hags felt pretty good i do feel they're it's always tough i didn't feel like they were op because everybody was using them because it was brand new so everybody's gonna be testing yeah, i mean Let's... the clan goss rifle yeah. vanished overnight it was I mean, incredible <laughs> but that being said, what did you see? You basically saw them replace Gauss rifles, but the same builds with Hags now. So that made them even more, you know, they are a long range weapon. Um, they're hot, generally speaking, or hotter than Gauss, obviously, um, but very, very effective. So I didn't think they were OP, but I felt like mm, I can see them getting some changes. Uh, you guys made yeah. changes to them. You changed the duration between the rounds going out um you, you have some mixed opinions out there I've, I've sort of read is you know some people it's like well are you, you you nerfed and buffed them at the same time it's like do you want a pinpoint long range weapon or do you want to like spread but it, here's the thing is like if you're m moving and someone's shooting at you at 900 they're probably still not going to hit you with every single round uh yeah and you're actually probably better off with just goss rifles at that point if that's what you want mm -hmm. Yeah, like the, the main idea was that, you know, initially it was the spread mechanic, right? And, you know, it had a low duration, but it was still, you know, a fair duration of like, you know, if you were moving fast at, you know, 700 meters, you'd probably get dinged once or twice, you know, no big deal. But it, it just, to me, at least personally, it just replaced the Gauss rifle outright. Like yeah. All of a sudden, you know, day one from patch, it's gone. Like, yeah. When when has a weapon been replaced like that almost well, instantly? And to be fair, though, that you would replace it in the in the regard of if you've always taken like the death strike, dual goss, right, whatever right. combo, you would have of course slapped like it's not like you could put four of them, so you would have replaced two of them, you know, with mm -hmm. hags just to test. So I feel like that happened, and they were more pinpoint. Obviously, you guys broke that up, um, right? And I've started seeing regular goss come back because again 15 pinpoint versus breaking that up um and now you've got to lead longer you've got to you know yeah, track yeah. a little better and now it's like oh shit all my muscle memory is getting fucked up <laughs> yeah and hags versus bigger mechs awesome hags versus a locust or flea running around not not so good right yeah. especially you know so now that it's you know the damage is spread out yeah. over a few yeah. projectiles
Yeah. And um, it's like, you know, lights OP again. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like I said, I feel like they're in a good place. I didn't think they were OP, but I, I could see the change. And it was weird, though, because it was a buff and a nerf uh, on that second. And everybody was like, well, they don't need a buff. And it's like, well, you'll, and, and I agree. I did. So, um, binary laser cannons come out. Obviously, we have a an error in the patch, which is it allows three to fire instead, which created some giga laser vomit setups out there. Um, you know, and I feel like unfortunately that didn't get hot fixed. Uh, so we lived with the month. Yeah, we we tried to get that hot fixed, and yeah. you know, we were just yeah. told no. And I was yeah. just like, damn, you know, yeah. we got to live with that now. <laughs> so initial impressions. Um, I think it's a good weapon system. I think it's uh here to stay. Um, you know, I there are a few bit like in Stalker Four N is one of those where like it's got two HSLs, so it's able to fire four. Uh, but granted, it's it's hot you're pushing the envelope yeah. right um yeah, but there are some things that it'll be interesting seeing it versus a clan mech come december that's where mm -hmm. you know they're going to be near on par that that'll that's going to be interesting just that that fight right there yeah, just the idea that you know clans are are suddenly capped on something right they're not just superior in every way now it's like oh you know this might or be... they're on par i don't know if it's yeah. like yeah yeah i mean yeah but um, I, think I wanted to ahead. bring something up about the binary laser cannon is that that error in the HSL, it actually, you know, we were looking at it and we were thinking there, there are a few mechs that got, uh, I think laser HSL, the following patch when it was fixed. So I think the dragon one C you can still fire three, but it's, you know, it's a dragon compared to say a stalker with like yeah. laser HSL and large laser HSL. I mean, that's, that's going to have to change obviously. <laughs> yeah, I like HSL quirks. It, it, it's yeah, it, it's definitely helped the game because you can be say, hey, these weapon combos are too OP, but hey, this mech, we're not worried about it being. Yeah, it's got like know, three hard points. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not too spicy. Yeah, um, X pulse lasers. They come out. Oh man, they're. I, I feel like they they ran into two, a few problems here. The first problem is I was treating them like pulse lasers. Um. The other problem is they were really hot. The issue, and then, you know, they got patched. And one thing that Magic, I was watching him play, shout out Magic Penglove again. Um, he he described to me, uh, he was drawn on a screen and stuff. He was like, they are a push weapon, just like a rack. He was like, you can't poke out, fire, you know, twice and then go back. You're going to literally not. You can, you can do that with Pulse. You can do that with regulars. He's like, you can't do that. It's a sustain. You need to be able to, like, you're committing to the fight when you're using them. Mm -hmm. um, and as soon as I started playing with that, I was using the Hunchback 4P and a few others. Saw some good performance out of them as far as medium X-Pulse. Uh, small X-Pulse haven't used large X-Pulse. Um, in general, I feel like there's... I don't mind the FaceTime per se. It's just they don't do... I know there's a buff coming, I think, like a mm -hmm. 0.2 damage buff uh, on the large pulse maybe. I just feel like they're still very hot, but my thoughts are it's a very thin line where if you guys cross it, they're going to be OP. Oh, yeah. I mean, And, you know, like... <laughs> it's with new every new weapon. It's like, yeah. man, look at that. That one entry input error, suddenly BLCs, you can fire three of them, and it's like, oh, my God, what's happening? You know, there are five binary laser cannon stalkers running around, like one-shotting limbs off. 
Yeah. And that happened to me. I think I was in a summoner and my leg just got ripped off. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. This is nice. Yeah. And of course, so, the yeah. mechs that can abuse the X large pulse are usually bigger and they can fit four. There's a few mechs with large pulse. Like, there's a few out there that, you know, again, can lay it down. Um, but overall, like, um, I think a good introduction. I mean, uh, I know you guys have sort of, I asked, um, you know, are you guys opposed to adding, there's a few other weapons in the time frame that you guys could add when you guys were saying this was basically a test bed, sort of see mm -hmm. how they went. I mean, I, I feel like they've been pretty well received. I mean, you see hags everywhere. You see, you know, binaries everywhere. X-Pulse, you still see people like testing them around, but they're not a, a mainstream yeah, it's, yet. I, it's getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like currently it's it's just a big machine gun. And it's like, you know, machine guns have always been complementary weapons. It's not like, you know, you boat machine guns unless you have a shitload of them, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, with X-Pulse, they, they're really heavy. They take two slots. And, you know, that's those are laser weapons you could be using. And it's like now you're just a big machine gun, a yeah. very big, slow machine gun. And it's, yeah, that's, it's always been my issue with it. I mean, paired with racks, it's okay. But again, you know, like you said, it's a very thin line because, you know, we could go from, oh yeah, you have to take this with DACA to, oh, just, just boat it. It's fine. You know, yeah. you can just kill everything with it. And yeah, we're, we're sort of approaching it, but I don't, I don't think we're there. I think it could use another tweak or two. I don't know. I feel like less heat would be good on top of the new damage coming in just to see, you know, did we go too far? Did we not go far enough? You know, just, yeah, I've, I've never really seen X-Pulse as a mainstay weapon because, you know, the damage to, you know, staring ratio is just so low. It's like, you have to sit there and really, you know, stare at someone for a few seconds yeah. and have, you know, but if you're going to commit the tonnage to him again, just because of the nature of the beast, everyone's going to, you're usually, it's like your primary and or large secondary weapon. I mean, yeah, that's seven tons. Yeah. It's yeah. very big, especially on an IS mech. It's not like we have mixed tech and you can stick this on a clan mech that has, you know, tons of space. Yeah. It, yeah. I think it makes it worse. Also, too, is when that change in December comes, I think just the gameplay, um, I'm really intrigued with that because I feel like, um, man, that. December potentially is a huge just sort of shift, <laughs> like I was saying, with some, some you know, that capability of like skirmish being able to, you're not taking those alphas and, and you know, some fun gameplay I think is going to happen with, I, I feel like that that change is good for the game. I think there will be people that don't like it and that may be also me. I don't know. We'll find out because... Um, I do love Your my favorite toys are getting messed with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's better for the game and will lead to the other side, because if you're an IS player mainly, then it's not fun, you know, or even if you're not like, even if you're like a lighter medium pilot, it's not fun. Like poking out and just walk. And that's how, you know, like it's, that's not cool either. Um, let me, uh, ask you, uh, about maps because, I feel like the the imbalances in quick play and which is what I play. I don't I'm not going to speak for faction play, but for quick play um, groups, obviously, but matchmakers, a whole nother podcast we can do. Yeah, um, it's a fun one. Uh, but maps, I feel like. As I said, I don't I think weapons are in a pretty good place and max balance for the most part is in a pretty good place. 
The issue I feel like right now that sort of exacerbates any imbalances that you may have with groups, of, of course, or, or weapons or mechs is the maps. And in particular, like I, I know we've talked about Emerald Vale. Um, I didn't, I like Emerald Vale as a map, but it has clear balance issues where the, the sides, you know, the ramps that go up on both sides. Um, same thing with like HPG. HPG, I, I don't mind having that, but when you have sight lines that are over a kilometer and there's mechs that can engage that uh, at that range, and I just feel like, is there anything, any feedback that you guys have got, Kraz? Is Kraz open to making change? Because either you drop down or I just, I feel like also when I talked to him, I was sort of, it was sort of frustrating because uh, it was like Free Worlds League Coliseum. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey man, like this map has huge balance issues, huge sight lines, and you're wondering why people are frustrated. It's because you've you've created a long range map that long range there's no draw like you just go up there and you can start tagging people and there's nothing they can do and it's like I have no problem with long range maps. If you can pick your map ahead of time, but you can't, right. or you can pick your mech ahead of time. Sorry, but you can't. So I feel like it's his responsibility. Yes. Not all maps need to be short range brawl maps where there's so much cover. You can't, but I use Rubelite as an example. You can do long, you can do short, you can do medium, you can skirmish, you can flank left, right. There's verticality to it. And I feel like that's a good example of a designed map that allows flexibility to, for engagements. And I feel like uh, Free Worlds League, even though the big tower things, it's, you know, whatever. Uh, but like Emerald Vale, if you take a long range mech and you go up there, you have a good chance of doing a lot of damage. And there's really, the only thing that's gonna counter you is if someone, they have a group that pushes up there. Unless and, it's a full commit to your yeah, position. Then yeah. it's like, you, you can just stay there. Unless so, and then, someone's you know, trading with you. HPG, there's too much cover up on the rim that allow, and it'll be interesting though, because I say this, uh, but some of the, you know, biggest, you know, alpha games, direwolves, Mark twos and stuff like that. If they're now they're going to be able to get pressed, but still again, so their alphas get reduced, but it's just one of those things where is that, am I crazy in thinking like I, I've had this discussion, like that just makes those play styles strong and the majority of map how many maps can you drop with a long range setup like that i mean vitric there's sniper spots right next to the spawns uh hpg emerald veil frozen city i mean uh yeah there's solaris but canyon network there's you know a few spots that you can you know sit into uh echo five the the bridge and then you know dumpster area um but more often than not, I mean, if if you roll your dice and you're taking these long setups and you're in a group, you can sort of dictate the range. And I just feel like maps yeah. are a big a big issue as far as balance. And I, I'm not asking for like HPG. I think you could take away some of the cover. I mean, he added it up there. I feel like he could take some of that away. But I'm like, am I crazy in saying that like they are uh, problematic? But I think the the biggest thing you'll notice is it's either there's lots of cover on the higher positions or the map is just shaped like a bowl, right? And, you know, we, we've we gone, 
I think, ad nauseum about this in the cauldron, in other discords about, you know, maps that are shaped like bowls because, you know, you come at a spawn, there's a power position, and you don't move any further, you know? You can just move one grid square, and then you're in this power position, and now you've got three of your friends with you sitting there. And, you know, that's, that's a majority of the tonnage. That's... And if you're all set up for long range, it's like, what are they going to do? You're, you're just playing tower defense at that point. And yeah, my, my frustration is that even, even in comp matches, you see people like, you know, sitting in long range mechs just at the edge of the map, you know, just casually, you know, farming people as they're trying to fight, you know, their, their other seven constituents. And it's like, this is, to me personally, this is boring. It's, it's boring to go onto Canyon Network and, you know, go down Delta Four towards Epsilon and have to worry about some guy in the junkyard, some guy sitting on a hill somewhere. And it's like, dude, I brought SRMs. And, you know, like the casual player, you know, doesn't know what's what's around the corner. It's like direwolf, blue lasers. You know, that's the main complaint. It's like, damn, you know, <laughs> yeah. what what happened to the part of the map that we could fight over? Now it's just like this one individual or these, you know, particular set of individuals have just shut down an entire, you know, row of the map, basically. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I sort of look at it as mm. it's okay to have sight lines, but if that's the dominant thing on the map, then of course what's going to happen is like that's going to be the dominant, you know, ability. Yeah. And, and and it'd be one thing if you could pick your map uh, or mech before your map, but you can't, so there should be options. And um, mm. just on the outside, it's like the approach to these positions, there's just no cover. It's like, okay, there's there's the spawns, there's the power positions, and then there's no man's land. And then there's cover to fight over in the middle. And, you know, in that space, oh, you know, say we want to approach these people or try and get into weapons range with them. And it's like, we're already dead at 600 meters. It's like, why would we even bother? <laughs> How do you feel about um, the latest map? Uh, what was the latest map? Series Metalworks or the oh, Scrapyard? Yeah, I, I feel like... Um, for me, it's it's more so that you know you just I I think we saw it day one. Someone got in a blue laser gauss mech and just sat on a hill and just shot people. And I was like, damn, you know I I wish these hills were a little higher, you know that way I could I could have some approach to them. But it's like you know you either play their game or you you just get farmed. And it's like, yeah, there are spots for you know potential brawls to happen in these really deep you know gorges, but that's not the whole map. You know, it's like if someone sits on a hill, they can see across the entire thing. And it's like, well, that was that was fun for a second until I had to come out of cover. <laughs> yeah, it just again, it, it just frustrates me that, you know, it's I, I feel like there's there's too much just stuff straight out of spawn that is given to a player that they can just, you know, take advantage of. And I mean, for me, it's like. I either have to play mid-range, or I have to play a Pop-Tart, or I have to play blue lasers to even just, you know, help the, the other guys that are, you know, playing an Atlas from 3025 or some crazy nonsense about SRMs. And it's like, you know, do I sit here with them and listen to them complain, or do I try and help them and try and counter what's going on? And it's like, nah, this is <laughs> good luck against four people, you know? Yeah, I, I like the new map. Um, I think the first thing I thought was it was a little bit too dark. Um, yeah, it was really dark. And that'll lead into something, uh, the next uh, sort of thing that we can talk about. But I feel like um, I like it. 
I think that it's a little bit too dark. Uh, there's a lot of junk that you can like not shoot. I know that he's working on that, so there's there's that. But I get it. You want to create an atmosphere and stuff like that. Um, but overall, I to me, I actually don't mind it. I I've had some pretty diverse like. Do are yeah, we fighting in the center? Are we going left or right? Yeah, like it's. I don't think it's. I think because of the lack of visibility, you don't have like predictable like spots you go to, like on Canyon Network or whatever. Like, yeah, it's very you know like there are there are paths to the enemy spawn without them seeing you. Yeah, and I do like that, but it's again, it's like if if only the entire map were were that way, you know, where okay, I could I could run into the center and fight in the center and not be afraid of you know, say the guy standing in the back shooting me in the ass because you know i'm trying to sneak around and kill his friends or something and it's like yeah i i feel like it's it's got potential there it's got it, it feels like a better canyon network almost yeah it's definitely different I, I i like it um let's talk about uh visibility uh user.cfg changes i watched dram's video for those that aren't aware dram's got a video you should go watch um you guys are obviously aware of this. Uh, I wasn't to the extent that the CFG. I didn't. I didn't know the CFG can do some of the things that GRM pointed out. Oh yeah, it can. Um, like water disappears. Yeah, foliage is gone. Yeah. <clears throat> but dark maps aren't dark after this, and, th and that's one of the things that was frustrating too. Was with the new map was, and this has been my argument. And by the way, if you use these, you're not a bad person. I'm not calling you a bad person my frustration is i don't turn my game up and i don't turn my brightness up and i don't change my user cfg file so i am at a disadvantage against people that do change their user cfg uh, file so when i saw uh because i think it was i don't know if it was g it was someone i i i popped into another streamer's channel and they were like uh we uh it might have been g on screen what we were watching was a dark he was like mm -hmm. but that's not what i'm seeing and he switched to his vision and i think it's a filter or whatever and it was a lot brighter and so i was saying is like basically what you're doing is you're making the map easier to see and that's my argument is if a very competent player is doing that as an advantage then my argument is the map shouldn't be that dark in the first place because it's just putting everybody else at a disadvantage that doesn't know about user CFG and or NVIDIA filters or whatever. Whatever you're doing, um, I feel like that's a disadvantage. How do you feel about it? it what is the interaction between you and PGI about it? And um, yeah. Well, I think it's, uh, it's in a gray area because they haven't explicitly stated it's not allowed, but they also haven't, you know, endorsed it right it's like you can change the config files on on your side of the client right and you know for me it's just like you know i i've been playing comp for years and years before this this whole debacle of you know cfg and video filters before any of that happened all i would do is you know turn the settings to low keep the i think it was the the particles to high the shadows to medium and you know the textures to very high and that was that was really it. Like that was the only thing you really did in in the game files because 
you know, I, I guess we were very ignorant to the fact that you could change the CFG file, but I think this is a very recent thing. And I guess me personally, how I feel about it, I think it's kind of stupid. Honestly, it's like you, you have to go beyond the game settings to get an advantage and it's, it really only helps you so much, right? I mean, yeah, you can see further, there's no fog, but it's like, eh, you know, what's it worth? What's it worth opening the game files, trying to tinker with things, and then... Well, if it's you know, the worth is to win, and it helps you be able to see better, which yeah, is a big deal. I mean, I think like, the mentalities differ there. You know, I'm, I used to play comp. I quit, I think, this past year. I was like, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm done playing, you know, competitive blah 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 but i mean yeah, you can quit I mean, comp but comp comp doesn't comp can't you. quit you yeah, no of yeah. course the, like, the mentality of winning all the time it stays but that's if you can get an advantage and 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 that's by the way i had no idea it was that extreme on viridian bog and the, like, oh, the yeah. stuff. i was like holy crap all the things just <laughs> disappeared. Lily pads are gone like and because you know sometimes it's funny because like sometimes you'll get hit and you're like how the hell did like, they can see, he see oh, me and then this comes out and then it makes you question like Hey. Yeah, the same thing going on. Same thing when like on a dark map or whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, it's because there's people that can just tell it's not that dark to them. And um But even <clears throat> asked the question to like uh Tios a few times. I was like, hey, what if what if we just change the stock standard CFG to like include some of these quality of life things? Because I mean, what he showed us was a really extreme, like config yeah. edit like right like textures disappeared foliage disappeared water disappeared but behind all of that it's like there, there are fps improvements yeah. that we could take into account i mean yeah you could brighten up a few maps that's no big deal but i mean the lod me, I, I want yeah. the lod i want i, I think exactly. i'm gonna do the lod thing it, it's yeah. like it's like behind the extremes is like hey that's something that's really helpful and it's like why don't we just update the config file to that level instead of you know having this massive difference now it's it's kind of a difference it's kind of an advantage but you know it's like you don't have to go through all those hoops to get you know just the just the benefits right yeah the lod one i i just specifically remember like you can be about 300 meters away from the citadel and it starts its lod process so it looks like a bag oh, of god ass and like it looks so bad when you're up at like dropship that you can see through it and those are lod's and it's like uh i'm 700 meters away why does it look like that like and so uh, for me at least it's like i would i'm okay with it using a little bit more memory and uh, mm -hmm. uh you know um so it just looks good at all ranges yeah i think um, there's also another spot in solaris i think if you're like 100 meters there's like this this grading you know looking towards one of those ramps and it'll just disappear you know you'll walk back five meters it's gone and then you'll try and shoot through it and it's like oh wait hold on let me go five meters yeah. oh there it is again and it's yeah. like dude what what is this <laughs> yeah so it's... yeah i mean there's there's some benefit to it but yeah i i wouldn't i just i just don't see the the point in going to those extremes when you can just turn the settings to low i mean gotcha. the game looks like shit but you know understood um, what else is there going on in the cauldron? Do you think that, uh, maybe the large community at large doesn't really understand or know, um, about the group? Well, I think is just, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people misunderstand that, you know, when one cauldron member speaks, 
they don't speak for the entire cauldron. I think that's that's been a big thing, especially you know with with some of the rumors that are spreading. It's like oh JGX this, JGX that, you know, ruin the game, runs the cauldron, blah blah blah. And it's like if you really sit there and listen to some of these or read some of these conversations, it's like you know what Dario thinks or what Krasnopesky thinks or what I think is like vastly different. We're individuals there. You know, I, I always believed that, you know, the, the cauldron extended beyond just tags because we have people from EMP, we have people from 228, we have people from JGX. And even before that, you know, what about all the teams they've been on? What about, you know, Navid being in Dropship 5, me being in EMP for a short time, you know, Bowser being in EMP? And it's like, what the heck? That's, I think that's one thing that really kind of, I guess it doesn't frustrate me, but it's like, you know, when, when someone takes, you know, say MPG's word as as law and then runs with it to another server and starts spreading rumors, it's like, damn, that was fast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So again, that's that's why I also feel like it's important to like do this and maybe we'll do it once a month, maybe, you know, something like that, just to sort of tackle what's going on in the game right mm -hmm. now, um, especially, you know, after patches, you know, sometimes there's and of course like talking about like a big change like i just felt like when i heard about the change to clans i was like okay i'm pretty well in the know as far as the community i'd like to think i mean you know like and mm -hmm. if i'm going no i don't there's they're gonna do what like um so obviously my part joining the discord i'll be in there i can't participate in majority of stuff but maybe i can catch here or there and you know and i know you know again i i have my opinions about things but at the end of the day you know um i'm not i don't have the time i guess sometimes to like i mean my my discussions are on stream usually like my right. that's where my rants are like i'll be like oh you know like and and we'll go for like half an hour rant but um just consider that you know like Outside of, you know, in the cauldron, it's like we have people that are, you know, teachers, electrical engineers, and, and so on and so forth. It's like we have lives outside of, you know, well, for, for me, it's like college. And it's like we all have lives outside of this. You know, we can't be there 100%. And I mean, I, I think we'd love to, but, you know, we're doing this for free. Like, yeah. mech packs and, you know, legendary pack, they don't pay the bills. You know, yeah. they don't put food on the table, and they don't further our education. So it's like, you know, we I... Personally, I won't push anyone to do anything that I wouldn't do, right? It's like, if I'm going out of my way for something, you know, it, it has to be worth it because, you know, this is just a hobby. You know, we love this game, but again, it's like, we have day jobs, you know? We're, we're just regular people at the end of it. And I, I think, I, I get the frustration of like not being able to communicate with us, but it's also the fact that, you know, it's like, man, I mean, all of us wish we could be here every day, but we just, you know, life didn't work out for us that way. Yeah. And then how many ideas do you hear or see that have no place or the person doesn't really understand the mechanics behind what they're asking and then what the like knockdown effects would be like, oh, why right. don't you just do this? And it's like, okay, let's entertain that. But do you understand it's going to affect this, this and this? Or they don't understand too. I've, I've heard this before. Like, um, you know, let's you know, back in the day, like, let's add a, a bloom reticle or some type of system in, in this, in the context was like, their thoughts were, it'll curb those, you know, good players are just really good because of 
PPFLD pinpoint front load damage. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's go down this rabbit hole. All you're doing is nerfing yourself because it's a mechanic that they're going to be really good at because they're just good. And now they've got another, it's just another skill gap that mm. is going to be added to it. I mean, even uh, people don't like sometimes hearing this, like Goss cooldown, whether you, you agree with it from a balance perspective, it's a, it's a skill being able to like charge and let go and stuff like that on the move, on the fly, uh, on the fly, using your, you know, uh, arm reticle versus, I mean, all that stuff. Yeah, it's, a stuff it's a skill. It's a skill. How many of you guys struggle with that? And so then, you know, my point mean is um, there's a lot of ideas out there, but I think a lot of the time people just want to rant and sometimes they want to be heard, but it doesn't necessarily, like I have opinions all the time. It doesn't mean any of them are any good, you know, or or should be listened to. Sometimes it's just words and, and you know, I'm talking and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but my point being is like, um, um, I know it's difficult taking in all those, all the feedback and some of that feedback is irrelevant and people don't right. like to hear that. And obviously you guys aren't saying like, oh, you're an idiot, shut up. But um, yeah, when it comes to like balance of the game, I think a lot of people just don't understand the nuances. And then the big thing is how many suggestions require PGI having engineer resources and- Oh man. and. <laughs> And it's a long list. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing is like, you guys are working with what you got. Yeah. And the constraints and right that now, you have. We don't have any engineers. Yeah. And I think that's the frustrating thing is like, we've been saying we don't have engineers for how long? You know, uh, since it started, basically. The only time you guys got them was technically with skill tree revamp July of. Yeah. That was it. 2022. And that, that was basically it. Like, ever since, you know, Matt's been you know doing his damnedest to try and find people to like you know work with what we have here but you know like teos was basically a hail mary you know he, he popped up he's a 3d modeler but you know he's also very curious about what's going on under the hood and you know he's wearing multiple hats right now and you know i i don't want to toot my own horn here but you should see the conversations between him and navid it's it's kind of hilarious because you know, Navid has all this stuff to offload to him, and he's like, okay, well, I can investigate, you know, this, this, and this. And sometimes he comes back and says, I don't know what the fuck that is. You know, I can look at it for a few days, but, you know, it's like, I can't do anything with it. Or, you know, he'll say, well, I can manipulate this. You know, what kind of variables are we testing? You know, that's that's how we got to the cool shot, the clan double heatsink thing. And it's like, yeah, you know, there, there are just some things like, you know, matchmaking, some UI changes that, you know, are just are just beyond his his capability. But, you know, hats off to the guy because he's he's a 3D modeler. You know, he's yeah. he's on the way of, you know, investigating new weapons. Like all this new stuff happened because of him. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, Navid got you know, a marionette and put it into PGI, but it's man, it's it, it kind of sucks for the guy because he's the only one, you know, juggling all those hats. And it's like, man, when when he gets flamed about stuff, I'm just like, you guys have no idea. You guys have no idea how much that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, again, I'm guilty of like, because you know, I'm a player, I'm just like, uh, you know, I'll have opinions or whatever. But usually it's like, yeah, you guys uh, 
are doing your best. I mean, and you guys have introduced like the sets of eight, six, and four. I think that's a really cool idea, by the way, and I'd like to see yeah. it spread to, you know, like, because what that allows you to do is there's a lot of Omnipod and Omnipod combinations or like sets of four and six that wouldn't break anything. Uh, so right. you could you could introduce those. Um, and I know that was with the scale shot, which seems to be very OP and a little bit broke in my opinion. The issue is with the, the set of, you know, four, six, and eight is they stack. Yeah. So that's why it's so fucking broken is because like, oh yeah, there's cooldown, then there's spread, then there's ammo. And it's like, oh my god. You goodness. have to be very careful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember Quirk in the summoner and the idea in my head was like, oh, okay, like, yeah, the prime, it's got, we can buff the PPC and we can buff the LB. And then all it really did was, oh. They're taking the left right torso energy and doing a pop tarting ERPPC, you know, like summoner, and they're getting from the bonuses the from arm. Yeah. Whereas if you had a set of uh eight, you could do that, and then you could, de you know, like you could, yeah, and and so, as we go. yeah, yeah, and I and if some mechs and some combos, uh, you know, again, you can add some flair or some bonuses to, and and even if it doesn't have to do with the stock necessarily loadout. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I like that mechanic that you guys introduced. I mean, the scale shot, like I said, is a little bit broke right now. It's, um, it's a decent concept, but yeah, like the scale shot, if the, if the bonuses didn't stack, I think it would have been fine. But, you know, now that the set of eight, six and four, it's like, oh shit. Now we have, you know, three times the quirks on a single mech and it's like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, the one thing I noticed, it was funny is I was getting pop tarted by one and because of the ranged missiles, I mean, they're over 300. 400 yeah it's, it's and it's weird and because it's such a small mech it popped up and i'm basically in being popped hard now by srms which do a lot of and i'm just like man we've traded er peeps for basically a like yeah right like <laughs> i'm being popped hard by srm a viper and there's nothing i can do there's literally like 400 meters with srms like just, oh my god yeah it's like um but yeah man i four man of those run around and it's just like dude there's nothing you could do you just you look at them and you're dead yeah yeah but uh yeah all right man well um we gotta do this again um again i think maybe just once a month just to sort of talk about what's going on in a month now you guys may and again what's is there anything coming in october that we should know about heads up or anything mm -hmm. like that i i think before this started, I, I asked uh, Tios and and Navid what I could talk about, and I think I think you caught us a little early. So I mean, October will come, and you know the conversation will start for November. You know, the I mean the conversation for the November stuff is happening, but it's like I think October is just um, if I remember correctly, I think there's heat changes for Hags for the Hag thirty in particular, and there's the damage for the large X pulse going up. I don't know, those are the ones off the top of my head. And then, you know, our regular quirk shenanigans. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of it for October. No new map. Uh... Well, I mean, I, I don't know about new maps because yeah. we, haven't heard, we haven't heard from the map guy in a while. And, gotcha. you know, it, as, it, it's concerning, but I also trust the guy, you know, because he's, he's been making maps. And well, you can see, Dar like, his Darren emotions. said he's making a new map. Yeah. Darren said that publicly, I think. So. Passed the name by us, I think, mm. um, a month ago. Yeah, and okay, that was right. kind of it. Keep you your know, secrets. I, well, yeah. That's cool. Always begging him. It's like, hey, come on. When am I going to get a snowy mining collective? Like, that's yeah. that's the dream. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he just is always very uh, 
how do I say? He's to himself, it, gotcha. which isn't a bad thing, but, you know, it's like a little bit of information would help. Gotcha. All right. Well, Kraz, if you're listening to this, talk more. Um, thank you, Bearclaw. Thank you for your time. Welcome. Uh, we'll do this again in a month, maybe a little bit. We'll, you know, like time frame wise, we'll, we'll come up with something. We'll figure something out. November and then December. And then, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to continue this because I feel like, again, uh, it's good to hear directly from you guys what you're feeling um, and why. And again, you know, you know, I asked uh, you guys on stream and, you know, you guys are basically saying like alphas have been out of control for a while, especially on the client side of things. And it needs to be curbed. And this is a way of doing it. So I guess we're going to be the guinea pigs. We're going to have to give feedback. Uh, so if you're listening to this, I guess words of caution would be don't think the sky is falling this isn't the end of the world but i actually can see where they're going or is it It may not work it may not that's fair but i guess talking to you what i'm getting is like you're at least attempting something we can't get a pts because we don't have engineers so it's either do nothing or do something and maybe it shakes things up for a bit and yeah we'll go from there but uh yeah any any last words? Uh, well, just keep your eyes open. You know, discussions are happening. We do have a feedback Discord. I know it's it's not very, you know, publicized, but it's it's there. It exists. I'll have a link in the description. Like, so yeah, if you, you go can down, even ping us if you want to in the Discord. So yeah, awesome. never feel like bugging me. Just at Bearclaw. <laughs> gotcha. Well, thank you, man. I do appreciate it, and I'll see you probably tomorrow on the internet. Yep. Stuff like that. Thanks, man. See ya.